Welcome to the Dream Achievers Podcast, hosted by Andy Young. Join us each week as we feature local business owners, nonprofit leaders, and community members that are making a difference in Central and Southwestern Virginia. We love our community and want to feature people that share that same passion. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I really want when people hear the words Grand Slam that they think growth and that that is what they know they're going to get when they step in those doors. Inspiring people to uh, get out of that comfort zone. Because, um... Hey, welcome to another episode of Dream Achievers. This is Andy Young, the Mountain Money Man. And I'm joined today by Sensei. Uh, so I've got, uh, I've got our Sensei, Jeff Doss, that's in joining with us. Uh, and Jeff is just from right down the road of where I live. He's down in Rustburg, so not here in Lynchburg, but uh, was kind <laughs> enough right. to come up and join us today awesome. with Grand Slam Martial Arts. So, Jeff, first of all, thanks so much for coming in. No problem. I no got to ask, with a sensei, what do you wake up and eat for breakfast? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I do mostly just fruit in the morning. So, okay. Yeah, uh, lime water. Uh, yeah, I'm big on the health kick right now. So, uh, well, over the past four years that's been a big thing for me is just changing how I eat and especially as I get older and I'm doing this as a living uh you know figuring out how to improve that and make it better not worse so yeah, I, I follow along with uh, a gentleman uh, Jesse Itzler uh -huh. that does yes. the fruit fruit, oh. fruit before noon yes yes, uh, yes. So, I, so I do that as well yes it's, sir. it's very interesting to see with that and just the difference in how your body reacts because you think of it that you go man if I don't have the the normal protein and the things that I'm taking in, I'm not going to be able to run. Right. And, and then I watch that, that he's running, you know, 26, tons. 50 miles, whatever exactly. it is. And it's just like, whatever. A gorilla runs on bananas, Correct. so I can do this. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we, we overthink it too much. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jeff, I, I've got to, you know, ask, I ask everybody that's sitting mm -hmm. in that seat, what was it that brought you originally to Lynchburg? So I was, uh, I was born here in Lynchburg. So um, my mom is from South Carolina. She went to... Uh, Clemson and then moved here met my dad uh, who was originally from this area and then I guess two years later we moved to Rustburg so yeah, I've been here my whole life so, so you got to see the progression of yes. Rustburg over the years <laughs> That's right. with That's that right. of, uh, of just kind of the the changes that have happened there and all the different infrastructure and changes that are happening now with yeah. the school and, and yeah, kind yeah. Of businesses it's flooding completely back. different completely different I mean when I was growing up it was one stoplight you know and we got a we got a few more now. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting that when we when we moved to the back to the area mm -hmm. after spending four years in Orlando, I'd kind of driven through what I thought was Rustburg, right? But I didn't know like the whole other land over Correct. where where the uh, where your actual facility is. And we just got out one day and we just drove, yeah, and, and just kind of drove through the back roads. And it was just, I mean, talk about small town America. Oh yeah, and going through that is it is it's, 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 be it's beautiful area though. You know, it, I just remember. Um, when we'd had friends in or, you know, people, you know, as a kid, I'd invite people over driving from Lynch where they're like, all right, are we ever going to get there? <laughs> it's like, it just seems like a long time. But for me, it's just normal. Yeah. <laughs> you I drive had, to Rus to, from Rustburg to Lynchburg every day. So. I had a, had a family friend that she was talking to somebody and she said, yeah, they live not too far outside of Lynchburg. Uh, I think it's Bedford, uh, but it takes them about an hour and a half to get to Lynchburg for the <laughs> hospital. And I said, no, no, they, they're down near the lake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bedford's just the closest town right, to them. Right, exactly. So it's funny with that. Oh, man. So you grew up in Rustburg. What was kind of that 
thing that kicked you off that got you interested in martial arts? So I was a big uh, pro wrestling fan as a kid. So, um, and I was four years old when I started karate. My favorite wrestler was a guy called Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and he was a big uh, time guy in this area. Uh, he's from Charlotte. And so, and his gimmick, his character was that he was a black belt. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to do that. So that's actually what got me into it. And then from there, just, and of course, you know, the movies like Ninja Turtles and uh, Karate Kid and stuff helped as well. I was going to say, you have that, you have Bloodsport, you have all these <laughs> things that just kind of, yeah. if you grew up through the 80s, oh, anybody yeah. that's watching this right now, I know that even if you didn't participate in martial arts, Correct. you We've probably, <laughs> you know, wrap the headband around your head, uh, you did right. the different things. Uh, it's, it's very interesting to see with that. You just actually made it a real life thing. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, um, started when I was four. Of course, you can tell I'm not a very tall person, so that helped as well. Um, just being a uh, a smaller person, my parents wanted something just for me to feel confident and find my own thing, um, and it stuck. You know, uh, one thing that they did for me was like I went to a tournament within like three months of doing martial arts, and which is rare. Yeah. Um, and really, it wasn't even about how I did; it was just about being doing the experience. Um, and most people, when they go to something like that, they'll go, they'll get their division, they'll do what they're doing, then they'll leave. And my mom was like, no, you're gonna, we're going to stay, we're going to watch, we're even going to go to the night time finals and watch it. It's that way you can see the champions, and that way you really understand what you're doing, and if this is something you want to do. And what's funny, there was a, a guy from Lynchburg who won the junior championships, him and another guy from Roanoke, um, Seneca Luther was his name, and he was in the area. And he was, and like the next week he was in a newspaper article or whatever. So just so many different things. And then the other person's name was John Blair. He went on to be my competition coach years later when I was about nine or 10. So um, just funny how it all works. But that was something that I feel like, you know, other people that can go to a pro sport or, you know, like a baseball game or something like that. Um, it's a little harder for what we do. So really go out and experience what it is and, and, and see it because that's one of the best ways to learn is from watching people that are good. <laughs> if, if, if all that you knew to that point was watching a TV show right. and you might see a little glimpse uh, yeah. of, okay, this is people and they're going through and they're practicing moves. Correct. It's just, very different yeah. than going through and the, just the rigorous routine right. of going through and honing your craft, I'm right. sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So how do you take that from that you grew up, that you were interested in this, you, you were passionate about this sport, mm -hmm. to now running your own operation in Rustburg? Right. So a long process as I'm going, you know, being someone from a small town like Rustburg and being able to, I really stuck to the sport um, and I started traveling all over North America um, from age 10 really was when I started doing competing nationally until still to this day. I still compete and stuff and, um, you know, been overseas and won world championships and did different things like that. Been on ESPN several times uh, for the U.S. Open, which was actually just this past weekend. Um, so that all that experience kind of built up. Uh, I went to college at uh, Radford University um, for exercise science and was focused to really just being in other sports to try to... to get that experience and my idea was to do that and then eventually get enough experience in those sports in the background to take that knowledge into and help sport karate okay. um 
when I got back here, it, you know, it's a little different after college, right? It doesn't always work out the way you plan. Um, I worked at a, a place, you know, in town, and then I just realized it just wasn't for me. And God had been calling me, like, this is, you know this is what you're doing. You're trying to avoid and act like this is, this is just a backup plan or whatever. And no, you're like, you're a lifer, you know what I mean? This is what you love, um, and you need to experience it. You're holding back, you know, yourself from those opportunities. So then from there, it's how do you find a building in Roseburg to, <laughs> to, to uh, create a, a school? Um, and, of course, putting just the blinders on, because everyone's going to tell you it's not going to work in Roseburg. People don't know it's a small town, 1,700 people, really. Now, of course, that's just the town of Rustburg. One thing people forget, it's a county seat. So there's people all over that come. Um, so it's not as as far as small as, because like, you can't make anything out of a town like that. But um, there is always, you know, faith is a big deal, though, So for that. Um, I wouldn't have been able to do it without that. So And then the support of my family. So... We found an old, uh, let's see, an old bar that we turned into a karate school. And so, that was the one there at the corner with yeah, the light. Yeah, it used okay. to be called Crossroads Cafe. It was um, Jack's Bar or something like that at one point. And, um, yeah, it, it, my dad and I um, and my family, we did all the demo work ourselves. Lots of just different stuff and, and uh, turned that place around. And that started in 2007, 2008. In February, we were able to open so, so 2008, a great time to open a business in case anybody doesn't remember <laughs> right. anything that happened. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and of course, it was just like, hey, you know, start at the bottom and just go. It's, it'll be fine. And, um, you know, and, and I guess for me, it was just that competitive edge as well. Um, something as well as like I didn't teach at karate schools growing up. Like I just taught private lessons. I taught out of my house, I taught at church, I did whatever I could do, I did it that way. So I really hadn't even had the experience of teaching that many people except mm-hmm. seminars um, or being under the learning tree of an instructor that taught me how to run the business. So I just kind of went in and, and did it and my background of doing martial arts and traveling helped me, like gave me a lot of people to look up to, to call and talk to and go and visit so I did that. You know, I went to other people's karate schools to see how they ran it. Um, I, you know, I had people help me. That um, so I had like consultants that weren't really consultants. It was just friends, you know. So uh, I was able to do it. You know, I was. I'm trying to think. I was 24 or 25. So maybe I was younger than that. Actually, I think I was 23. So so yeah. So I, I was young. I was a year and a half out, or a year out of college. So um, yeah. I mean. With what you're saying, now we're looking back 13, 14 years later, right. and obviously you can look at it and go, okay, well, I feel like I've, I've got success yes, in this area. Yes, People yes. know who Grand Slam is in the community. Right. They see the difference that we're making yes. with these kids that are coming in and teaching them self-worth and discipline right. and making that difference. What used to be you know, maybe some other organizations that they could belong to that would teach them some of this, right. but... If we look back and we say 13 years ago, what were some of those initial challenges or lumps that you just kind of took mm-hmm. on the chin? Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's so many funny stories. I mean, even like the first, the first weekend that I opened up and I had like, like we, we had 21 students starting out, wow. and I did a lot of you know work uh, to to get that set up. But I had some some interesting individuals that came in. And I thought 
it was going to ruin my business from the very beginning. You know, some of the things they wanted me to teach them, and and almost some you know incidents that first. So it was just like, all right, if I can get through this through the first week of just some wild and craziness, I'll be fine. <laughs> but, it just yeah. it makes me think of the diverse group of people. If you if you're fans and you rewatch some of the Cobra Kai seasons yeah. on Netflix now, oh. and you see just the diverse swath of people coming in. Yes. Uh, yeah. That I imagine that for those first classes, or even maybe now still today, that you walk in, and you go, okay, new recruits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's definitely interesting. Um, the biggest thing for me starting was really pushing the getting the families involved, and uh, you know now we try and transit we've kind of transition more to for kids and families um but we do a little bit of everything i I've, I've done this for so long i have a wrestling background um a grappling background weapons different styles of karate so it's just something a little bit for everybody um so but as far as moving on yeah i mean just expecting the unexpected i, I think it's just just going in and just being myself that's the the biggest thing um, and just learning how to not just uh, teach and me being the teacher, but how to step back a little bit and teach others how to do it. That's, I think, is the hardest part. And then most people uh, deal with that as well. It's like, how do I reproduce myself, you know, and how do I step back and not just be so involved in the business that, you know, it's just wearing me out and nothing's growing. Well, it so. can be frustrating in any leadership position. Yep especially in sports, because yeah. for you, what might have come natural doesn't come natural to somebody else. Correct. Correct. I, I can remember growing up and learning to play guitar. My dad could and still does play guitar amazingly well. Yeah. seems like he can pick up any instrument. And I could remember sitting in her basement trying, and he was like, just do it like this. And he would go, and I'm like, I just started crying because I was like, I can't do right. it like right. that. What do right. So it was frustrating. To me. He, he was looking at it going, it's easy. Yeah. Because he had spent hours and hours and hours training to be able to go through, Correct. so it just naturally came. Whereas for I, it was just kind of like this mental block of going, "Yeah, that's not that's right. not happening." Right. So I'm sure that you have those people that you initially see that you see inside of them what they're capable yes. of. Yes. But you had to push them to, to that point. And, and that's that's tough because um, you're dealing with a child, and you're also dealing with their parents too, and trying to get them on board with what I'm doing is going to help them. You know. Um, it may be tough at times, you know, and, and they may not want to come because it's hard. But, I mean, it's, it's supposed to be. So um, that, that's, that's the tough thing. And then also just making sure that the, the parents are on board, too, because if a kid, yeah, they can be committed, but really it's the parent that's committed. They're the one paying the bills. They're the one bringing them. Um, so it's not just, well, I think they're going to quit. Well, what are you going to do about that, you know, mm -hmm. and, and what can I do to help you with that? You know, it's a, it's a team thing. It's not just the kid likes it or doesn't, you know, like you chose to bring him into the school because it's very, you saw something that he, he or she needed. Um, and so let's do it. Let's, let's, it, it's a team, it's a team thing. And I think that's the biggest thing with any sport, with any, anything really when it comes to a child is it's a team effort. So, I mean, talk about team effort. I remember seeing an article a few years back uh, when you were in the old facility. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was, it was one of your students that was coming in that had a cast on both legs. Right. <laughs> because he'd had tendon lengthening yes. uh, surgery, but still, still found a way to come in. So, exactly. 
you know, if I have an excuse that it's like, oh, my knee kind of hurts, and it's like, this kid's in and two cast Correct. and still finding a way, Correct. and you find a way to instruct him and go through and still build upon that. That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, yeah. <laughs> so if, if we look at this, if we fast forward now 10, 15 years into the future, what's the impact that you want to be known for making in Rustburg, whether it's from right. the school or an impact on a child, whatever it might be? Yeah, I really want when people hear the words Grand Slam that they think growth, you know, that they think personal growth and that that is what they know they're going to get when they step in those doors or even meet us at an event or, you know, if I go to their school to talk, to teach. I've done lots of things. There's so many (laughs) stuff. I was two years ago before the pandemic, I was actually teaching a program at Concord Elementary um, as a resource. Uh, So... And I'd like to do more of that too, of the public speaking and the inspir- you know, inspiring people to uh, get out of that comfort zone. Because um, in small towns, we tend to do that, right? Yeah. And that's everybody does that. It, but some, you know, for me, I just connect more with. All right, I know what it's like to go from where people tell you, all right, this is what you have to do, or this is really the only big thing. This is all that matters, and go and do something bigger, and. Uh, you know, I, sometimes they just need a little push or someone else to believe in them, you know. So. Well, that, that's amazing to see that and the difference. I, I can remember growing up, uh, Matthew Asbury, if you're watching this right now, Matthew was the the cool kid that okay. studied karate. All right. Okay, awesome. so I remember hanging out that, <laughs> yeah. that I was like, that's got to be so cool of doing that. Yeah. And I never got to yeah, do, you it. do it. But but it was one of those that I was just like, oh, man, that's really cool. Yeah. Like he come, He's got the different colored belts and everything <laughs> that he's earned along the way. But it was, you know, it was designed in a way to be able to help empower him yes. and take him through to prove more self-worth and what he was able to do and, and what you could right. make a difference of doing in the community. It's amazing. It's awesome. So if we look at this and we say, hey, we want to make that impact in our community, what have been the relationships important to you to get to this point as a business owner uh, in that yeah. Rustburg community? So first, it's, I mean, there's so many parents that have helped along, you know, and will step up and help me if I I need something or putting on events and things like that. So there's so many over the years that have done that. Um, Also, the different churches in the area, uh, Rustburg United Methodist has been a great just family uh, for us there. Um, Being involved in some of their ministries, uh, being involved with Timberlake uh, United Methodist, same thing. Uh, And the schools, you know, really that's the key thing is being involved in the schools Getting in there, uh, Rustburg has always let me come in and, and uh, talk to the, to the kids and inspire them in different ways. Concord has been a big one about that as well. Um, Rustburg Middle, so that's been a big deal. Um, there's there's so many different people. I just think the biggest thing is just you can't just be stuck in you know you think that well everyone's just going to come in <laughs> and really you got to get out and and meet and that's that was hard for me because uh really i'm more of an introvert and so that's that's a little a little tough um but as i've kept going i've you know just excelled at getting out of that comfort zone and um just finding more ways to connect with people. So That's great. So for those that are listening right now or watching okay. on YouTube, where can they find more information about Grand Slam, whether okay. they're here local or if they're just right. online, remote? Right. So our website is grandslamfit.com. Uh, as we have several different things and different pr- fitness programs and stuff as well. Uh, so grandslamfit.com. 
Um, we're very active on social media, Grand Slam Martial Arts on Facebook, uh, GS Martial Arts on uh, Instagram, uh, and then we also have Grand Slam Martial Arts uh, on YouTube, so they can kind of see some of the classes that we've done, especially over the pandemic, um, and, and different things like that. They can see some videos of some of us competing, uh, or you can just search Jeff Doss uh, Karate uh, on YouTube. There's a lot of a lot of film of that as well as competing. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- those are the best ways, um, very active, you know, through that. And I think that's what's helped a lot over, over this pandemic, this time has helped keeping us grow is to where many were afraid to put out what they were doing. Uh, we just kept putting stuff out because, you know, I don't want anyone to think that we were giving up, you know what I mean? Cause we weren't. And so that's the biggest thing is for everyone, to, everyone could see what we were doing, what our programs were, how everybody was spaced out. And so it just helps with the confidence of when those family families come in and know, they know what you're doing. So, uh, so yeah, so that, that's been a great thing. <laughs> well, I highly suggest, even if you don't have a child uh, or you yourself that's going to be following along and joining along yes. uh, with Grand Slam, Jeff shares some amazing testimonies and just affirmations uh, throughout the week that I've found very encouraging awesome. for anybody along the way. So that's a great a tool for you, a great resource. Sure. So, Jeff, thank awesome. you for all the impact that you're making no here problem. in the community. No problem. Until next time, this is Andy Young, the Mountain Money Man, signing off until I catch you down the road. See you guys.